Yo, yo, what's going on, guys? Jackal Jive here. Sunday, March 25th. Lots of cool stuff coming up today. Um, quick shout-out for later tonight. I'm going to be going live on the Periscope channel Scope Radio TV. Um, live right from my studio here in New Jersey. That's Scope Radio TV on the Periscope app. You can download it for free on Android or the iOS app store. And uh, you can also tune into their Twitter page at Scope Radio TV right on Twitter. And the live stream will be linked right there within the Twitter timeline. So you can check it out there as well um, if you have the Twitter app on your phone. And it's always a good time, yo. Shout out to DJ MTK for putting me on every week, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm doing that collaboration right now exclusively with Scope Radio TV. And I'm also doing some other cool stuff on my Periscope page at Jackal Jive. Um, yeah, guys, so I really wanted to talk about today and go into some more uh, of my recent thoughts. I really wanted to bring back the, um, the festival economy, the music festival and arts economy. Um, and I had a little bit of, of some extended information, um, you know, and some other things I really wanted to bring up. I know I brought up before, um, you know, in some other recent podcasts about, you know, how I was making commentary about, you know, South by Southwest and Austin, Texas. And right now, uh, Miami Music Week is just wrapping up in Miami, Florida. And, you know, something I really wanted to highlight today was how the economies of these cities are really, for the overwhelming majority, positively impacted um, from these festivals, you know, and from the, the city working very closely with the promoters and with the festival organizers um, to make sure, you know, it's an extremely safe and fun and uh, really, really, really great experience for everybody in the city, not just the festival goers. So um, I was going to talk a little bit about in the further segments here, you know, how festival organizers work closely with city officials and other local government authorities and how I, in my opinion, um, you know, the growth of live events and especially with music festivals and arts festivals is really having a positive impact on a lot of you know, city governments and city economies um, in just a really positive way. So I was going to talk about that here a little bit today. And uh, like I said, guys, I'll see you later tonight on, on um, Scope Radio TV, live on Scope Radio TV on Periscope app. And I'll also see you on Twitter at Scope Radio TV. Hit me up on there as well, at Jekyll Jive. And uh, we'll continue it here. All right, guys, so we'll get into today's segment. Um, you know, the main thing I really wanted to cover today, which is a result of some news coverage that came this past weekend. Um, actually, in the last couple of weeks, actually. Um, so the organizers of the failed fire festival, um, they pleaded guilty to fraud. So, you know, this, uh, I think this young kid, this dude, Billy McFarland, um, a couple weeks ago, he pleaded guilty to two counts of wire fraud related to the festival and to his media company, and prosecutors said had cost investors $26 million in losses. So the whole theme of this episode here is actually not going to be about Fire Festival and this kid Billy, because I think Billy and Ja Rule are clowns, and um, they really decided to try to sweep some stuff under the rug on some people here. And um, I just really want to kind of give an overview. This is going to be a recurring topic here. I'm definitely going to bring in some more professional people to talk on it and speak on it. But I really wanted to talk about the economics of the music festival industry right now and how I think that a lot of people are getting it right. And there's definitely people who are getting it wrong. And there's companies who are doing really good things. And there's companies who are doing really bad things. Um, 
But kind of the overarching concept that I want to touch upon is really how for the overwhelming majority of music festivals and arts festivals have a very positive impact on local economies and local governments. Um, in the intro segment here, I really discussed how, you know, South by Southwest in Austin, Texas has a huge positive impact on their economy, how Miami Music Week has a very large positive impact on the Miami economy. Um, and I think really what these festivals are doing and what these conferences are doing is, you know, they're, they're recreating the city's image. They're recreating um, the city's brand to something that is much more diverse, um, you know, and it really brings a great, great image to the city. Um, people want to travel there. They want to spend money. They want to, you know, they want to stay in the hotels. They want to go to local businesses. Um, you know, they want to walk around and, and see what it's like. So it's, it's very, very positive from that aspect and from that perspective of it. Um, you know, some of the negative, you know, things that happened are, um, you know, there's definitely some instances where, you know, safety is a concern. Obviously, um, I remember a couple years ago, there was uh, a security guard who had gotten hurt, um, at the gates of the Ultra Music Festival um, from people storming the gates, you know, and, and things like that happen, you know, and there, there's definitely some safety concerns around some of these large-scale events, um, you know, that come to these major cities in the United States. But it's my, it really is my, um, it's my opinion, and it's really my goal is to try to, you know, share the how, how beneficial these music festivals are, because a lot of people don't really see it from that perspective. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, a lot of local backlash comes, you know, over the overpopulation for the weekend, um, over the rowdiness for the weekend, or whatever. But like I said, I mean, the, the, the festival organizers and the festival brands right now that are really doing a very good job are just changing the way that people are perceiving these cities. I mean, you know, Miami Music Week just happened today was the last day of Miami Music Week so Miami Music Week um, you know happened over the last seven days or so and um, you know people from all over the United States and all over the world travel to that city to go to the parties to network with people to uh, you know to visit the festival um, and to walk around and to really you know see what the city has to offer and uh, this is just really good in my opinion I mean obviously I'm talking about a festival right here that has had years and years of success um, however there's a lot of smaller what I call C to B level festivals you know very small intimate to medium sized festivals right now that are doing a very very good job of you know including the local economy in its growth plan in its strategic plan to really bring um, good financial dollars and pump it into the economy there. Um, you know, a good example of this is, you know, everywhere from these, you know, C to B level festivals that are really working in smaller markets, I would say. Um, you know, it happens a lot in upstate New York here, um, in northeast Pennsylvania. You know, Bang on New York City has a very good relationship, you know, within the town that they run their event in, a company that I'm very close with. And I have very, very good, uh, you know, experiences going to these festivals, you know, and really getting to see how the local economy is affected um, on the festival site. Um, years and years ago when they used to do Camp Bisco, you know, in uh, upstate in upstate New York, you know, you can really see the, the impact that that festival had, you know, how all local businesses were being involved and how, uh, like, you know, everything from transportation to lodging to resource management, like electricity and water um, and, you know, and waste and sewage. So there really are many interesting aspects behind it. And I, like I said, I mean, we're going to go be going into a lot, a lot of detail here, um, you know, down future episodes. But I really wanted to kind 
kind of just get you guys thinking into it and to shake your brain up a little bit to think a little bit differently on you know how this works and because my goal too is to really get people to think about the music industry in a totally different light and a totally different perspective um, you know because all of these things are really related and the reason I started with the whole you know the fire festival thing with these with uh, you know this kid who's getting charged now is because I want people to to really understand that some of the events that they're going to and supporting with their dollars you really want to be supporting the real ones and the people who are doing it for the right intentions because right now live entertainment is in the festival scene is getting really saturated people are really seeing the benefits in all these you know music festivals and arts festivals and there are companies and there are people out there who want to take advantage of this wave there's no doubt about it you can see in the way that they run their events you can see in their strategic up you know their their the strategy that they're trying to implement um you know, and the reason why I wanted to use Fire Festival as a case study for this is because I just think that, I mean, that was coming. That was obviously coming. I mean, like, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not dismissing anybody's high optimism level for the festival. And the reason why I'm, I, I brought that up again is because I actually watched um, a video today where they followed up with this very, very talented artist who was uh, going to provide a lot of the, uh, the festival decorations, you know, and a lot of the artistic direction for the festival. And, you know, he had prepared months. He, this this guy had prepared months and poured his heart out into all this great work, you know, then to show up on the festival site, you know, and having being promised all this stuff and then, you know, obviously it all going down the drain very quickly. Um, and people realizing that all the money that they spent on this trip was not going to meet any, any measure of, uh, of those expectations. So it's, I, I encourage all of you to really do a lot of research into it because there's a lot of information out there right now. There's a lot of information information regarding, um, you know, the economic impact of music and arts festivals, you know, in both large and small settings uh, that I really think you guys should read into because every, every market is different. Every single market is different. Every city has a different political agenda in terms of its relationship, um, you know, to entertainment providers like promoters, like concert promoters, you know, every city has a, has a different approach to how they're going to handle that. And if it's a positive thing or if it's a negative thing, um, you know, some townships and some cities have a huge problem with it and other townships, you know, have open arms and welcome it in, you know, um, so you really just got to figure out where, you know, there's so many different case studies. And this is why I'm really interested in it, because, you know, as a DJ and as a music business professional, I really look to, you know, work with people who are who are true to their intentions and who really just want to make beautiful, amazing out of this world experiences for their guests. And uh, I just want to continue to team up with people like that who are doing it the right way. And uh, I think you, you could obviously see, as I mentioned, over the last few years, there are players who are getting into the game and who are getting into the industry, you know, throwing money on the table because they think that, you know, the dollars will bring the people and that, you know, they could just do whatever they want. But there's a very, very methodical way you have to go about all this. Um, especially in these markets right now where this hasn't been done before. So, you know, you talk about, you know, this fire festival, for example, that went very badly. Um, I mean, that's a market where, you know, this hasn't really been done before. So you have to really think about, you know, where you're doing this and how the local economy is going to be receptive to these types of, you know, intricate 
operations that are going on for a music festival. I mean, there are a lot of great, great destination music and arts festivals that have been going on for a while. I mean, everybody talks about Tulum, Mexico, uh, Tulum, how it's really, you know, doing well right now in their New Year's festival. I think it's called Sound Tulum, does well every single year. Um, you know, there's a couple other ones. They do like that XXM festival. Um, I think that's down in the U.S. Virgin Islands. So there are a lot of destination festivals who are having awesome success right now because, you know, their local governments are doing a good job working closely with the festival producers. Um, so you really just got to see the whole balance. There's a huge, huge wide spectrum. It's very polarizing. Everything from a major event, you know, that pulls in anywhere from 60 to 80,000 people, um, you know, all the way down to more intimate style, you know, music and arts festivals, anywhere from maybe 10,000, 5,000 or less, you know, sometimes even less than 3,000 people. So there's so many different varying levels of, uh, you know, for festival producers and for concert producers to really, you know, exemplify and to try to get, um, you know, the local government on board with it. But that is really, you know, I really want to continue to explore this theme here on this podcast. I would like to bring in some guests who can bring in, you know, a different perspective and who can really offer some, uh, Uh, you know, some more insight on their own personal experience, you know, having worked with city officials, having worked with local governments, and, you know, how they really come to an agreement on, uh, you know, a lot more um, strategic planning and, you know, to make the event, to make the festival um, happen very smoothly. And, um, you know, there's just so many different ways to go about it. And as a DJ, and I'm going to explore this more, you know, I really, it's, it's really not even about, you know, for me as a DJ, I, when I go to a music festival or when I go to a show, you know, in a different location or somewhere I haven't been before, I always try to meet as many people who are working for the event as possible and try to get their perspective on it. If they think it's positive, if the way that the festival is being run, you know, in the way that it was promised, you know, how the local, um, you know, shops are doing, how the mom and pop shops are doing, old, you know, the old school brick and mortar, because these are really the people that the promises rely on. You know, it's not all about, you know, the, the, the city mayor or these other people where they're, you know, they're promising the, the, the economic impact and the economic growth. It's all about the, the, the low level people, the people at the bottom of the ladder who need the financial, you know, income to uh, support themselves and to put food on the table. Um, you know, cause that's, what's really promised. And I, and I hope, and I want to continue to explore and find new people who are doing good things and really want to make sure that that's happening. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of my overview here today on Sunday, March 25th. Like I said, I mean, this is a very overview of my thoughts on this on this topic here on, you know, the economics and music and arts festivals. It's just very interesting to me. I just think there are so many different ways people are going about it. Um, And maybe what I'll do is I'll is I'll try to break it down from aspect to aspect Um, You know, maybe even from market to market or from event size. So this way we can like really, you know, have a better case study and a better perspective on, um, you know, how some of these producers are uh, executing these ideas. Because right now, I mean, live entertainment is in, baby. That's the way the music and entertainment industry is going. Um, It's all about the live experience and bringing people out. So I really just want to continue to discover, you know, the good ways to do it and be a positive player. Um, within this industry in that retrospect. So like I said, guys, I'm bringing you new content every single day. Um, the podcasts now are officially on the iTunes podcast pages. So you can actually just ask Siri to play the Jackal Jive podcast and she'll pull it up for you. 
Um, you can Google search. You can download the app, Tech and Jekyll Jive, on the Apple Podcasts app. Um, but Anchor.fm, the Anchor app, is one of the best ways to reach me here. Yo, send me a voice message. I'm curious to know what you guys think about this topic here. Um, I'm also on Twitter, at Jekyll Jive. Send me a tweet. I'm curious to know what your thoughts are, um, you know, about music festival economies and, uh, you know, what your experience is, whether it be positive or negative, getting to interact with some of these music festivals. So, yeah, guys, that's it for me right now, Jekyll Jive. Hope all is well. Y'all have a great week. Stay inspired, everybody. Stay healthy. Um, summer's coming up, you know, just be as uh, active as you can right now, you know, drink a lot of water. Um, and like I said, we'll see you guys here tomorrow. One love from New Jersey, Jackal Jive. Peace.